believe it or not, we come in chapter 5, and it's page 28 in your, the Black Acts journal, but we come to the first knucklehead in the early church. Every church has a knucklehead or two, uh, but this is the first one. This is the first guy that really messed up. And, um, you know, we all mess up, but most of our stories, most of our mess-ups aren't recorded for all history. Uh, this, guy, this guy messed up royal, and his royal mess-up is included here. It began, everything was fine at the beginning. It's Acts chapter 5, verse 1. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. Okay, fine, most of us have sold pieces of property, no harm, no foul. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds. Okay, that's fine. You can sell a piece and, and use it for your own purposes. No, no harm, no foul at this point. And, and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now what was messed up about this is he, he laid it at the apostles' feet pretending to give the whole sale of the property, the whole proceeds. So this is not only the first knucklehead, this is the first hypocrite of the early church. Yeah. We're introduced, to, this, is the, this is, welcome to the world of hypocrisy. Here it is, it's, it's showcased right in front of us. Now what sets this up is what happens in the last two verses of Acts chapter 4. It says in verse 36, thus Joseph who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son, son of encouragement. Most of us, if you've been in the church a while, you know the name Barnabas. So here's this guy Barnabas. It's the first time we're introduced to him. A Levite. So he's Jewish background, now a believer in Jesus, and a native of Cyprus. Now Cyprus is, 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 is pricey real estate. It's an island in the Mediterranean, Cyprus. So he sold a piece of Cyprus... And that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, that was the setup for what, what Barnabas did. You see, when, when he laid it at the apostles' feet, the only reason it's written here in the book of Acts is because everybody talked about it. I mean, did you, did you, you know, you, you gave, you know, your, your little lunch money. Did you hear what Barnabas did? He, he, he took his inheritance from his native land uh, and then sold this pricey real estate. I've looked it up. On, on this island in the Mediterranean, an acre goes for about 1.9 million. So, so who knows? What, you know, he might have had less. He might have had more. But whatever he had, he saw. So this was a pricey chunk of money that he brought. And people were talking about it. They were talking about it. And, and now, now, having heard about that, this guy, Ananias and Sapphira, what a couple of beauties. They had nice names, but they had rotten hearts. They wanted the same, they wanted the same fanfare without the cost. They didn't want to pay the price, but they wanted the notoriety. They wanted the, the applause. They wanted the recognition without the gift. So there's all kinds of stuff that's wrong here. The, the, the pride of wanting the recognition was messed up. 
the, the deceit of lying, the greed of, of wanting the fanfare without giving the money. The whole thing and the hypocrisy of it. Now, what happens next? You, you know, I might as well brace you for it. It's a little severe. I mean, anybody that, that thinks this is just another day uh, in the neighborhood, you, you don't get it. So listen to this. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? No harm, no foul. And after uh, it was sold, was it not at your disposal? No harm, no foul. But then, you have not lied to man. You lied to God. So, Ananias' God was like this big. It was, his God was smaller than his billfold. And who was he thinking that he was fooling? God? Was God so small that God wouldn't call him out on this? So God, the Holy Spirit, gave Peter a word of knowledge. Now today, you can Google and find out what anybody spent on their house. It's public knowledge. This goes back before there was Google. There was no, nobody else knew, but God knew. God knew. God knows everything. It's, it didn't fool God. The, the, the sad thing was that his view of God was so puny that he thought God wouldn't know and that Peter wouldn't know. That's what's so pitiful. It's puny God. So Peter calls him out, has supernaturally given this revelation. Nobody told him, but God told him. And he calls him out. And then, <laughs> then this next thing is a little overwhelming. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard it. And uh, the young men rose and wrapped him up like the carpet he fell on. They just wrapped it around him carried him out, and buried him. What, what a deal. Are you kidding me? What kind of, what, what, what is that all about? I mean, frankly, if God still did that, half of us would already be dead. I mean, let's just be real here. We've all blown smoke over, over stuff. We've all been hypocrites at times. But, but here, there was such a, a, a dramatic, manifest presence of God that the accountability was higher. The accountability was higher. God was insisting on shorter accounts. To whom much is given, much is required. God was so generating this kind of radical generosity that to, to fake it was unacceptable. Now, if, if you're taking notes, and I'd encourage you, certainly if you have a black journal, the reason you've got a black journal is so you can take notes. So please, everybody with the black Acts journal, would you please put this in your margin? Page 28, 
circle the word Ananias, and off to the side, write these, these words. Ananias means God has given. God has given. That's what it means. Now, what happened here? Ananias, his name, his identity was rooted in the fact that God has given. And he totally betrayed his own identity. He totally crumpled up his name and was untrue to himself as well as to God. When he took that, it was as if God had not given. Somehow he acquired this wealth apart from God. He totally spit on his own identity, and he spit on God. No, 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 follow this. So, he denied his name. He despised his own name when he did this. Now, what is that? What, what's, what is immediately linked to this is he denied his witness. What is the one thing the book of Acts promises you if the Holy Spirit comes on you, he's going to do something for you, no matter who you are. If you're a third grader, he'll do it in you. If you've never been, if you never graduated from high school, he'll do it in you. If you're a seminary professor, he'll do it in you. If you're a business owner, he'll do it in one thing. Witness. Witness means he will make you a truth teller. That's the one thing God wants to do in you when the Holy Spirit comes on you. He wants to make you a truth teller. A truth teller. He wants you to be a truth teller. But what happened to Ananias? The very thing the Holy Spirit came to Ananias to do in him, he despised. He fought it tooth and nail. He was no longer a truth teller. Now he's a liar. So he not only despised his name, he despised his calling. He lost his name. He lost his witness. It's no wonder he lost his life. You lose your name, you lose your witness, you might as well die. You're already dying. You're, you're pretending to be something you're not. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives in you to, to propel you to be a truth teller. And if you're not, you're dying. It's true. We're only half done. Verse 7. After an interval of about three hours, God had to let this sink in. Like, whoa, what just happened? Three hours to process what just happened. His wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to him, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. Now, so much means Peter knew how much was given, but, but it's not written here. When you give to God, somebody knows what you gave. We keep records of all that stuff. But we keep it confidential. That's the way it was here. Peter knew what that lady gave, what, what her husband gave. Was this, and the question is, was this the amount, I know how much you gave, but is that amount that you gave the same amount 
that you sold the property for. You see, that's the only issue. That's the issue. So he, he, he lets her have an out. But she didn't take it. She said yes for that much. Peter said to her, how is it that you've agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Oh, my word. Immediately she fell over at his feet, breathed her last. And then the young guys, they're huffing and puffing. They've got dirt on their hands. You know, they, they got their, their waders on. They, they got some blisters. They, they've dug the, the, the trench for, to put the husband in. Now they think, well, that's gonna, I don't have to do that again for a while. And they come back and they, have to, they roll her up in the same carpet they took the husband out in. And, and out they carry her, bury her right next to the husband. That's what it says. And then again, the second time, and great fear came upon the whole church and those who had heard these things. Why, why was this such a big deal to, to, to God at this moment? Things were going so well. Why would he take out a couple of his people? Now let me just tell you, this does not mean they went to hell. They may have gone to heaven, but their lives ended prematurely. Doesn't say where they went. But obviously their lives were taken prematurely. No question about that. But why? Why? Because the Holy Spirit's role in this world today is to protect our truth-telling. That's the issue. That's the issue that's, that's on the table everywhere you go in the book of Acts. And that's what's on the table here. They, they failed the primary role of the Holy Spirit. They spit on the Holy Spirit. They slapped him with the back of their hand. They thought they could dismiss this, this work of the Holy Spirit. But God loves his church too much to let the church get away with that. The integrity of the church is on the line here. And the integrity of the church is on the line with you and with me. Let me tell you something. You and I have stuff in our possession. And you know all the stuff you and I have? It's in cover, it's covered. Everything that we have is covered with, with gorilla glue. It's true. It's all covered with gorilla glue. You touch it, you better watch out. It's gonna stick. It's gonna stick more than you think. You hear about that sweet lady up in Louisiana that, that uh, put some Gorilla Glue on her hair to make it look a little nicer? Now, I, I, I'm not making fun of her. I, I, I sincerely feel sorry for her because there's times I wish I could put a little Gorilla Glue. I got, I got a calic right back here that the older I get, the more it has a mind of its own. It's just, it's, I can't walk past a... a a water fountain without squirting a little water on my hand. I go like this. And, and then if, if, I, if I'm in a place I don't have water, I'll even... Not on Sundays. Don't worry. I don't do it on Sundays. But, but you know what I'm saying. Well, this, this poor lady put Gorilla Glue on her head. I mean, it looked nice. I saw a picture of it. It looked, it looked cool. But the next day, she, she started to get a headache. And 
The thing was wearing her out. So a, a plastic surgeon in California from Beverly Hills. I mean, if there's any plastic surgeons that, that, that uh, operate in the U.S., that guy was smart. He went to Beverly Hills. They got the money and they got the vanity. To, I mean, think of how many plastic surgeries this guy's done. So he volunteered pro bono to take the, the gals to do a plastic surgery and take that thing off her head. Can you imagine that? I love that. It was a $12,500 pro bono he gave to, um, and you know, the guy's famous. I mean, to think of the, telling that story the rest of his life. I, I saved that gal from the gorilla glue on her head. Hallelujah. But the point is, there's Gorilla Glue on everything. You touch it, you better watch out. It's the stuff in our hands. Everything in our hands, God holds us accountable for. Now, let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord. Oh, really? The silver is mine and the gold is mine. All, all that we have really belongs to him. Well, do we live like that? Do we understand that? If we did, I'm telling you, generosity would erupt. Would erupt. People would be selling houses and giving every dime to God. It would happen if we understood this. So don't think self-righteously toward these two. Don't say, well, 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 it served them right. No, the same stuff that was crawling around in them is crawling around in you and me. The same greed, the same deception, the same wanting this for this, the same bargaining. I, I, I've avoided mentioning his name for three months, Ravi Zacharias. I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing. Don't, for a moment, condemn a fallen brother. Don't waste your time. God's not, God's not into that. What the Lord told me, I took the day off when I first heard it. I heard about it a, a while ago. I love Ravi. We've had Ravi preach here. He, Ravi's my friend. I don't, care, I don't care what he did. He's still my friend. He puts his pants on just like I do. Everything that was crawling around in Ravi's heart has crawled around in my heart. Now, don't, don't, don't blow this. Don't, don't put words in my mouth. I don't have mas ladies that massage me in, in the wrong places. I, I don't do that. So don't, 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 don't take me where I'm, I'm, I don't, what I'm not saying. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm just saying the same evil desires that crawled around Robbie's heart have crawled around my heart. You need to know that. I haven't acted on them by the grace of God. But I am no better than he is. And neither are you. You're no better than these two. Don't sit smugly, self-righteously, and, and fold your arms as if, well, good for them. I'm glad I'm not like that. You're not hearing the word of God if you do that. No, this passage is a call for accountability. I, the longer I live and walk with Jesus, I want him to hold me more and more accountable. I don't want that to happen, but I want him to hold me accountable. You know those zip lines for dogs? Those are the fancy ones. 
the fancy ones have, can go like 20 feet. You know, and you can zip it in so it's only three feet. You can walk with your dog at, at whatever length you want. You know, if, you, if the thing's pooping, you, you want them to be like 30 feet away from you. You let the line out. You can walk the other direction. Make sure you're upwind, you know. You, and pretend like you didn't notice so you don't have to pick it up from your, your neighbor's lawn. But you know those zip lines? Well, the Lord's my master. And I know I'm not a dog. I have a healthy self-esteem. I know my dignity as a human. But he's my master. And the longer I live, I don't want to run to the limit of my zip line. I want to walk close. If he pauses, I want to pause. I don't want to exhaust his patience with me. I want to walk close. I want to listen. I got to just end with this. The, watch out for the things in your hands. The things you're most familiar with. God, I'm telling you, part of the genius of the Holy Spirit is he wants to find his way into the common areas of life. We're big on the sensational. I'm so over that. God, God is an everyday God. He wants to be part of your everyday, of your routine. He wants to give you everyday miracles. And I just end with this quick story. There was a guy last Friday. He works for the Boston Barber Company. True story. Boston Barber Company. In Beacon Hill. Beacon Hill is the high rent district of, of Boston. So he was cutting some fat cat's hair. He's cutting his hair with his scissors. And something happened. This guy fell face down. He face plants right next to the chair with this guy in it. And his scissors, yes, went right into his chest. He came up like a geyser spewing blood. I'm serious. Don't worry, I don't have a video to show you. Don't worry. And, and the last thing he said before he passed out was, I think I punctured myself. Can you imagine? I think I punctured myself. I guess you punctured yourself. But the guy's fine, so we can chuckle lightly. But, but, I thought of that. I thought of, here this guy, with his tools of his trade, that he's held a thousand times, used on some of the, 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 the heads of prominent people. He nose plants right on his elbow and skews himself. It's incredible. But the things, the things in our hands can get us. The things we're best at can get us. It got Ananias and Sapphira. It was what was in their hands. It was theirs. But they pretended. They thought God didn't care about it. That they could get this much applause for this much offering. And they became the, the first knuckleheads. 
the first hypocrites in the history of the early church. Now, if this was the only passage like this, we could maybe dismiss it, but I think it's getting through. But now follow me. This is the first. Here the church is just born. It's hitting on all cylinders. It's flying high, the church. And hypocrisy comes over money, over the young church. Go back 1,500 years when Joshua took the children of Israel into the promised land. He conquered Jericho, then Ai, and then some knucklehead steals stuff. And he buries it in his tent because his God was so puny. Achan was the guy's name. Same hypocrisy. Same grabbing what belonged to God. And here, early in the history of the children of Israel getting into the promised land, money, greed, phoniness, hypocrisy, pride, pops up, and they had to kill the guy. Here, it's the early church. They're just getting into the promised land. God's manifesting his presence. And the same stinking stuff pops up. Greed, pride, phoniness, hypocrisy. Same thing. And they die. Church family, God loves you too much to let you miss your identity, miss your name, lose your name, lose your witness. He loves you too much to let you be a phony, to let you be a hypocrite. He wants you to be a truth teller. He champions you to be a truth teller. And he uses what's in your hand to test you. Would you give him what's in your hand this morning? Would you give him what's in your hand? Give me your work. Give me your schooling. Give me your allowance, your, your paychecks from where you work. Give him your reputation. Give him your future, your career. Give him your workplace. Give him your marriage. Give him your family. Give him your, 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 your debilitating disease. Would you give it to him? He wants to meet you in the everyday moment. Really meet you. In your addiction, give it to him. If, if anything in your life would do to you what happened to Ananias, you wouldn't be sitting here this morning. So don't let the devil tell you you're disqualified. God loves you. He wants to meet you right where you are because he's your redeemer. But the same stuff crawling around in the heart of Ravi Zacharias is crawling around in my heart and yours. The same stuff crawling around in Ananias and Sapphira is crawling around in your heart. Don't pass the buck. Don't think this applies to somebody else. Brothers and sisters, it's time to come clean. If we're going to be truth tellers, it starts with the everyday. 
I want us all to stand, if you would. I want us all to stand. You know, in a courtroom, when the judge enters, you stand. Judgment begins with the household of God. If you've been living on a long leash, if you've been running away from the Lord, you're still running. Praise God, you've still got his leash on you. The Holy Spirit is still striving with you. But would you surrender today? Would you say, Lord, bring me home. I want to spend more time in your lap. Make me your truth teller. Out of my weakness, develop a truth teller in me. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm not going to take time, but the next paragraph in Acts chapter 5, verses 12 through 16, are, are uh, five of the most supernatural verses you'll find in the, in the book of Acts. There's more supernatural generosity. There's more supernatural power. This is where it says that, that they, they brought from all over into the streets of Jerusalem people who were demonized and sick on mats. They carried them so that when Peter walked by, his shadow would heal him. After God purged the church. After the hypocrisy was removed, more power came. Hallelujah. Do it here, Lord. Do it here, Lord. Do it here, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and it says, multitudes came to Christ more than had come before. Now, we've already de determined so far in the book of Acts, at least 25,000 believers. So more than that, so that means at least 30,000, maybe 50,000. So now we're up to 75,000 are now in the church. But that's the next thing it says. The harvest increased once the hypocrisy was gone. Do it in me, Lord. Do it among us. Hallelujah.